Hey, it's Andrew Hayes, social and digital media specialist at Viral Solutions, and we thought it'd be a good idea to replay one of our old episodes since we're kind of launching into a brand new year, 2023. Maybe you're thinking about kickstarting a brand new business, right? We had a previous guest named Carolyn Peterson. She's a former psychotherapist, and she uses her understanding of psychology to kind of help support develop and launch small businesses, including her own. And so she has a great story and some great insight that we thought we'd share with you and give you a little refresher if you're thinking about maybe starting a new business in 2023. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode, but in the meantime, enjoy. Launching your business is an exciting time. Maybe you're on the fence weighing the pros and cons. Or maybe you're already on the path and you just need a little extra advice. Either way, you're thinking about becoming an entrepreneur and there's a way to make it happen successfully. Mm -hmm. So welcome back to The Obsessed Marketer, the podcast designed for you, the small business owner looking to jumpstart your business and learn quick marketing strategies you can take with you to increase sales, reach, and growth. Today, we're talking about marketing your startup with Carolyn Peterson. Carolyn, how you doing? Hey, I'm good. How are you guys doing? We're good. doing great. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode of The Obsessed Marketer. Super excited to have you here. I'm so excited to be here. I love what you guys do. It's all so helpful. So hopefully I can be just a fraction of how helpful the other ones have been. <laughs> oh, for sure. I'm sure this sure. is going to be a good one. Yeah. You're going to be helpful. All right. So why don't we just jump into you introducing yourself? Um, and where this episode obviously is about kind of startups. So just kind of talk a little bit about that and who you are, what you do. Sure. So um, my story of how I kind of got into marketing and startups is pretty different than most people's. Um, I actually, my master's degree is in counseling psychology and developmental psychopathology. So I was um, wanting to be a psychotherapist. That had been my lifelong dream, eventually a psychologist, all of that good stuff. Um, I had kids. We moved to Texas and worked as a therapist at an autism center, wanting to eventually go back to school for my PhD and kind of just stumbled into this business that was you know, it was relatively new and been around for a few years, but I loved learning from my boss who was just this wild, crazy entrepreneur. Like seriously, she's like an enigma. You just, if you know her, you know her and you'll never forget her. And I loved her creativity. I just, I was lit on fire by that. Um, so I worked for as a therapist for a while. Um, after I had my second daughter, I kind of went to my boss and I said, I really want to do something different. Like I need to do something different. You're creative. I know you're open to new business ideas. Like here's mine. Um, and so I presented a new business idea to her. And basically, um, I, my idea was to work with a different population of kids that was really underserved in our community, which are kids with developmental disorders or what would now be called like neurodiverse kids, not necessarily mm -hmm. autism, but some ADHD, just like some quirky, quirky kids. I really wanted to work with them and teach them social skills and all of these things that they couldn't get anywhere else. Um, so she was like, hardcore, yes, all in. And we together really just developed this new business that met a new need in our community and was incredibly fulfilling. With that, creating that new business came, of course, lots and lots of challenges, which then brand helped me to kind of branch off and developing another business on the side. Um, and then even after that, now I have another yet another business that's developed from that. So it's just like lots of branching out. But 
it all started really just, I'm a psych girl. I'm really not a natural <laughs> business person or marketer, but by training, I guess I'm not, but maybe have more of that uh, spirit in me. Yeah. There's definitely a relationship mm-hmm. though between that. We have somebody on our team that came from your background kind of too. She was a therapist and now she works with us. She's a copywriter yeah. and she's brilliant. Mm-hmm. And there seems to be obviously a connection there between yeah. psychology and marketing, which I mean, we've seen that so many times. Those skills are so helpful. Yeah. They're mm-hmm. very, you can transfer them kind of easily. For yeah. sure. Yeah. Okay. For sure. Yeah. So it seems like you got like a few little startups or a few yeah. businesses kind of going yes. on. Yes. And, and for me too, you know, everything that I've done with these businesses, they're, they're small businesses. They're not like, I'm not working for giant corporations or anything like that, which to me, it really is a choice. Like I I could have gone to maybe a bigger corporation, especially in my area. There's a lot of them. Um, but there is something about a small business that just, oh my gosh, you get to be so creative and you get to like, part of your creativity is because you don't have a lot of money. So mm-hmm. usually when you start as a small business, you know, you're not like getting these huge investors. It's, you know, nothing I did was in tech or anything like that. So it was all about just being really creative. Um, and that is what I've found in my life is, is so pivotal to my success and happiness is just being allowed to be creative. Mm-hmm. And awesome. yeah, when you're a small yeah. business, you kind of got to do everything too. Yeah. Like you don't have the manpower behind it yes. usually. So you yes. got to get creative with each part of the business. Um, yeah. Do you mind, can you maybe go into what some of your businesses are? Um, like what kind of field they're in or yes. industry? So um, as I said, I started in the, the autism community working um, as an ABA therapist Uh, And then also counseling parents and families of children with autism. That is such an amazing field. There are incredible people in it. Um, Absolutely adore my my time in that field. From that, um, when we branched out and working with more um, children with just maybe like social quirks and everything, what um, what we ended up doing was starting a business that was more of like a social club for these kids and not like just anybody could go there. It was something, mm-hmm. you know, you definitely have these deficits. You don't need to have an, a diagnosis or whatever, but come come to us and like, let's just hang out. But at the same time, I'm using my clinical experience and background and really teaching social skills using different Ooh. therapeutic techniques but yeah. these kids didn't really realize that that's what was going on so mm-hmm. they right. wanted to come it was fun um and i knew that we needed to have something that really united united these kids like in order to identify with it and these kids a lot of kids love legos right and building love legos so um <laughs> I developed groups based around Legos. And so we would learn, I would take all of, again, that clinical experience, all my textbooks, all that stuff. And I would just reshape it using Legos as the medium that we would kind of connect over. Um, With that, Legos are like really expensive. I don't know, like people really know this, but like they're so expensive. Yeah. Uh That was kind of like, oh yeah, great idea, Carolyn. Let's do like Legos. <laughs> so awesome. Oh crap. Like these yeah. kids build them really fast and they're really expensive. So yeah. 
within this business of doing these social skills groups and everything, there was the issue of money, right? Like how can we sustain this when we're constantly having to buy all this new inventory and the labor is really intense and intensive and expensive too, because you're dealing with a lot of master's level therapists, blah, 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 all that good stuff. Mm -hmm. So I ended up starting just, I would just go look for Legos. Like I'd go to Goodwill. I would go on Craigslist at the time. Craigslist, like, wow, totally (laughs) dating myself. That was like 2012, 2013. Um, And I would just source the heck out of these Legos and I'd start to sort them, like sort them by color, sort them by plates. Like now we're going to do an activity challenge where you're building this using only, you know, exactly 100 bricks and you only get one plate and how are you going to work together to do it? Oh, cool. Um, yeah. So just finding new ways to get the product. Um, also what I discovered is that there's other people like me and also very different from me who are just like totally into Legos and they love building stuff. It's like their hobby and their passion. And so I found that I could source the Legos from all sorts of different areas, all sorts of different places and sort them or organize them by color, whatever, and then sell them for a heck of a lot more than what I bought them for. Um, And so I just totally developed it into this wild and crazy and chaotic business that my husband absolutely loved because there were no messes. (laughs) (laughs) It was horrible, but it was wonderful. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. So it seems kind of like you had an issue with like this startup, like your first thing, and then it turned into even a second business. You got creative with it and figured it out. And then it turned into a way that you could even make money from the problem you originally had, (laughs) which is great. It got like pretty crazy uh, because I, I could do both too. And it was benefiting, you know, this little Lego reselling side business that I had was really like truly became a business in, in itself. It was no longer just, okay, I'm funding these groups, you know, mm-hmm. products for these groups. It really became its own thing. And I, I mean, I ended up being able to source Legos for like museum, like children's museums around the oh, world, really? like absolutely insane. The people I was talking Crazy. to were like corporate events, big, I mean, corporate wall installations of Legos. Like it's nuts. <laughs> That's amazing. That's really <laughs> nuts. Thought. Yeah. That's awesome. It really evolved into just something else that you yeah. didn't expect. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. It definitely did. It was wild and a very fun time. I'll always look back on it very fondly. Oh, cool. Oh my gosh. Well, uh, tell me, Carolyn, for one of these businesses, how long does it take you to get the ball rolling? Yeah. Obviously it's yeah. probably different for everybody, but just kind of from your experience, how long did that take? Sure. So I think when, when I, going back to the autism center, when I started the, the new business of this social learning center, I really took a few months and I was fortunate enough to have like my backer was my boss, right? Like she really mm-hmm. invested in me and together we created this, but really, you know, she really invested a lot in me. Right. Um, but I took a, I took a solid, you know, three to four months to really figure out what I was doing and to mm-hmm. try not to reinvent the wheel. I knew what I wanted to do. I knew I wanted it to be unique and different. Um, but I also knew other people were doing similar things and could I learn from them and just put my own spin on it. And so, just a lot of time researching um, and then getting out there, going and meeting these people. Uh, probably, yeah, I would say three to four months of some solid, just, you know, nose to paper, really trying to figure it out. 
Yeah. So in those three to four months, it was a lot of like researching and build like the building blocks kind of, of what you were doing. Um, in that three to four months, did you start thinking about marketing already or was it more just like, what is this business and nothing kind of further than that? No, definitely. I started to think about the marketing right from the beginning because Mm -hmm. I mean, my gosh, I, I think people forget like you can have an idea in your head and it can be the most amazing idea ever, but the only way other people are going to get on your level, like of seeing how amazing and awesome this is, is if you learn how to let them inside your head, like teach right, them yeah. why this is so amazing. Get so, that messaging out. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. So that marketing was really, I mean, just kind of right from the start. And I think that kind of goes back to my background in psychology in knowing that the only way to influence people or to get them to buy whatever it is you want or buy into a therapy session, whatever you have to, you have to market, you have to Mm -hmm. show them why this will benefit them. And if you don't like, it's your own fault. It won't be successful. Yeah. So if someone is thinking about starting a new business, uh, what should they keep in mind for their marketing? I think definitely kind of going back to not reinventing the wheel, right? Like there are so many crazy good resources out there. You don't have to like open up a Word document and like start from scratch. Use the resources that are out there. Use the groups. On on the flip side of that too, though, is that it can be really incredibly overwhelming because there are so many choices. And then you're kind of, yes, like stuck in this position of, you know, Research shows the more choices you have, once you make your choice, the less satisfied and happy you're going to be with it. So really limiting yourself to, you know, I'm going to take a a day and I'm going to research, you know, marketing companies that help with SEO. And then that's it. And I'm going to take that day and I'm going to make my decision really kind of putting more time limits on it. Not as if it's an emergency, but just knowing that the more choices I look at, the less satisfied I'm, I'm inevitably going to be. And maybe I won't even make a decision. And then where are you? Yeah. Um, Okay. So like set limits for yourself almost so you don't get overwhelmed. Yeah. Cause like you said, there's so many things, like you said, SEO, Facebook marketing, Mm -hmm. YouTube, just blogs, your website, there can be so many different things. So So I think that's a great tip. Yeah. To sit down a day and just tackle one part of that marketing and not try to, cause then your brain can kind of focus in on one thing Mm -hmm. instead of in the back of your mind, you're like, Oh, maybe I should be doing something like Facebook. And then all these little things kind of like come up and then it can get very overwhelming. Mm -hmm. It is. And it's, it's honestly overwhelming no matter to me, at least no matter how many times I've done this, um, it, I can get to that headspace of, I know so much that needs to be done that I can't even focus on, on you know, picking like a to domain, yeah. you know, yeah. <laughs> whatever. It's like the easiest thing ever. And it will just, it will overtake you. Yeah. Um, one thing in that marketing too, um, was there any like technology, any tools that you personally use that you found very helpful in the beginning? Um, I think honestly, when I was first starting, I used a lot of tools, just like Canva. Canva is oh, like, yeah. 
the marketing God's gift to the world because it really is so darn simple and like, it's already there and you can Mm -hmm. make something and people, I would like start making things and people would be like, Oh my gosh, how do you do that? That's so amazing. Everything you do looks impressive because it it, it looks, it's so simple. And most of the time it can just be like templates too. And templatized Canva is, is great for Mm. something that doesn't have the resource to go and buy like yeah. Adobe Creative Suite. Canva is amazing. Tool. We yeah. use Canva all the time. It's it's great for quick turnarounds and just mass producing stuff. It's mm-hmm. amazing. Yes. A hundred percent. And and unless you're like an, an actual marketing agency or like an advertising agency, I don't know how much of those more advanced products really in the end help you because you spend right. so much time investing and learning the products and yes. all of this stuff when really all you need to start is you need to get a message across. It's helpful to hire somebody to help you like with your brand and your logo. Yeah. Those things are super, super important. But mm-hmm. once you kind of have that, you can take it and like it, nothing has to be perfect. You just have to do something exactly. and can do something and test that. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just put something out there and then you can test it. See if it's responding with your target audience and everything like that. But yeah, getting like the logo, the branding, super important. But then when you have your colors, your fonts, your style, you can take that into Canva yeah. <laughs> and then yes. just run with it. Oh my it. gosh, it's the yeah. best. Seamless, yeah. super easy. Um, A little bit because you kind of talked about um, like it's a big investment if you want to do like Adobe and creative and like yeah. learning that because um, that they, it costs a decent amount of money. If mm-hmm. in your startup, you don't really have the budget for that. Um, So how much Um, you don't have to get into like too specific, but just mm-hmm. like your marketing budget that you kind of had when you started. Like, did you, were you prioritizing that or did you start with something smaller and then realize, oh my gosh, I need to put more money into marketing or something like that? Definitely. We definitely started really small. And even in, in the business that I'm in right now, which I am in to vintage and antique reselling and kind of like a whole new brand content that I'm, that I'm working on creating right now. I get into this mode, even, even though I've done marketing for a long time and like, I know how to do this stuff. I get into this mode and it's so easy to get into where it's like, don't spend any money, whatever you do, you get, you get into this like preservation mode, do not spend any money. And it's really hard to get out of that because it's scary at first when you're starting, you know, you might have some investors, you may have loans, whatever, you've got some money, but like when you're first starting and there's not very much coming in, it, you start to just kind of go inward and you want to preserve, right? right? Holding on to what you have. Yes. Yes. And it's so hard to look at that and realize that when you're doing that, when you're holding on so tightly to your purse strings, you're losing money because Mm -hmm. you're not getting your message out there and you cannot make money if your message is not out there. It's like the simplest thing that is- You got to spend some to make some. Yeah, you really Mm -hmm. do. But that's scary. (laughs) But it's- It's it's, scary. You have to- Oh, <laughs> you really do. So I would say, I think like the, the average for businesses is like you spend two to 5%, something like that of your sales or what you expect to gross in the year you should dedicate to marketing. I don't always take like an exact numbers approach like that because mm-hmm. I'm not like that. That's just not who I am. But I do know when I get when I get to a point where I'm like, okay, things are slowing down. I need to look at my marketing. Am I communicating to my people? Mm -hmm. Because if they're not buying from me, if they're not coming to me, then it's because 
then and I feel like my product is really good and there's a need for it, then it's my marketing and I need mm-hmm. to put more money in that and it will always pay off. It will. Marketing will always pay off because mm-hmm. you need to get your messaging out there. You need to get brand awareness out yeah. there and create uh. these brand loyalists. Mm-hmm. And marketing is how you do that. Yes. Yeah. Getting exactly. that message out there, getting your face, your logo out there, your product out there so people will recognize you and come back. Mm-hmm. Yes, 100%. Very smart. Okay, well, Carolyn, can you tell me, for someone like you, they, they started their startup. At what point did you take a digital approach? When, when did you start advertising online and all that? Was it right away or did you wait a little bit? I waited a little bit, um, partially because I knew I had to, like, I had to get my bearings, right? So mm-hmm. when you're starting a new business, I think it's really important to get your bearings. And like, that's easier said than done because for some people you're starting a business and this is going to be your sole source of income. Maybe you've quit your job and you have like a little bit of savings you're investing into it, but you need to start making money right away. That is a, that's a tough position to be in. It's totally doable. Like, absolutely you can do it. But if it's at all possible, I really think it's nice, like keep your main job. If you're doing a startup, like try to keep your other job, keep your stable job and know that you're going to be working so hard to start this startup. But Mm -hmm. if you can start where you still have another income, you can make such smarter decisions in in your startup. It makes such a difference. It really does. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, it really. But you have to work harder. You're working yeah. more hours. Yeah. Yes, and I mean, I don't want to say like you're desperate when you have no job or no right. money to really invest in, and you're like you're putting all your eggs in the startup's basket. Like that is so stressful, so stressful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And sometimes taking an extra year because I'm going to keep working and developing this on nights and weekends is totally worth it because in the end you'll be able to do it and still pay your rent, you know, like you still live. Yeah. I think it's really important. Kind of what you said, you should plan, Mm -hmm. plan, just take the time (laughs) to plan. And like, yeah, you can start putting stuff on Facebook or (laughs) you're excited. You want to get going out there, but you can start planning that kind of stuff before before you start implementing it. Plan it, really iron out the kinks Uh and make sure you're fully ready before you jump in. Because if you jump in without being ready, more than likely it's going to be unsuccessful. You're going to start scrambling. You have, your messaging isn't correct. Your branding isn't on point yet. Like take the time. Facebook, Instagram, and digital ads, they're all going to be there. Like that's the way that we're going. And Mm -hmm. just take your time before jumping in. Mm -hmm. Totally. And then of course, on the, on the flip side of that, take your time. It's like, we're always looking for the, the holy grail of the perf of the elusive, perfect marketing strategy or perfect mm-hmm. business. Right. And it literally does not exist. Oh. It does not exist. Marketing so is always at, changing. Right. Yes. It's yeah. Always yes. changing. And like mm-hmm. what works for one business doesn't work for the next. Exactly. What works one time may not work the next time, but you've got, you've got to learn from it honestly, like the best advice I feel like I've ever been given is be vulnerable and just do something like Mm -hmm. just start. Because if you keep waiting for the perfect opportunity, the perfect time, the perfect strategy, the perfect content, all of that, like you're never going to be in the game. You have to just join the game. Yeah. Yeah. On the flip side. Yeah. Like, like I said, planning, but 
to your point, yes. you can't just be in the planning phase over and right. over and over mm-hmm. again. It's really important in marketing to do testing, mm-hmm. to just put something out there, see if it resonates with your audience, see if you get the engagement, see if your sales increase. And if you're not, you try something else. Yeah. And then maybe that'll work. If that doesn't dip work. A, dip a toe in the water. Yeah. And you yeah. try something else. So it's all, yeah, you got to try something, test it, see if it's working for you. And if it's not, Might not you go on to a different yeah. strategy. Mm-hmm. Yes. And always seek the experts. Like I cannot Mm -hmm. say this enough. I am, I do not consider myself to be marketing extraordinaire. I consider people who their business is literally just marketing. Those are, those, those are the helpers of the world. Really? Mm -hmm. Like, thank you, Mr. Rogers. Like that, (laughs) those are the people who are there to help you and they, they're invaluable. Yes. That's us here at Bar Solutions. We're always happy to help. We are the obsessed marketers. We love what we do and we are here to help everybody. So that's why we do this podcast. We do this podcast. We're giving people tips. Um, we have a chat bubble on our website. So if you guys ever need help Mm -hmm. or if you're on the chat bubble, talk to us, we're here to help. We have so many resources mm-hmm. on our website and we can personally help you out. So yeah, like she said, seek the experts. We have all this knowledge and we're just, try- we want people yes. to succeed. Reach out. hundred percent. All right. Um, okay. So what should be, we're kind of talking about everything you did and like, but what should be avoided when you have a startup in your marketing? Is there anything that you kind of did and you're like, oh, maybe I shouldn't have done that. Or do you have any tips for what should be avoided? Good question. I think it is so important, especially nowadays, like people really are yearning for connection and authenticity, right? Like Mm -hmm. it's like the buzzword right now is being off, just being authentic, being real, all of those things. I think it's so important when you're starting your marketing strategy, if you're working with a company like you guys, like viral solutions, like you really need to communicate to the people that you're working with. Like, this is, this is who I am and they can help you fine tune who you are and make it presentable and approachable and all of those things. But you've got to be authentic. It will be so much easier to maintain a consistent marketing strategy. If it's consistent with your brand and who you are as a business owner and an entrepreneur, you're not faking it. People can tell when you're faking it. If you're trying to be somebody, you're not a hundred percent customers and clients, they will tell and they will not buy into what you're selling. I can always tell, especially with like corporate social media accounts. I can tell when they're being fake. I'm just trying to be trendy. Yeah. Yeah. Being buzzwords and things like that. Like, listen, you guys, like I, I am, a bordering millennial gen, what am I at? What gen X? Yes. I'm like on that border. Right. So like mm-hmm. I can talk with gen Xers and, and millennials and Z like, forget it. I'm sorry. Like you're probably <laughs> forget about you might it. be into like vintage bell bottoms, but like <laughs> you're not going to be into my brass statues from 1960. Like I'm not going to mm-hmm. try to be speaking your, your language. Okay. That's your demographic. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, your demographic also just know who you are and who your business is and and always evolve and things like that. But remember that you don't have to be everything to everybody. It is Mm -hmm. okay. Just like in like real life, right? Like you've got your people, there are people that like you and people that don't, it's going to be the same thing with your business. Focus on your people and be of service to your people. Don't try to be everybody's person. Awesome. That's great. Okay. Well, I got one last question mm-hmm. for you, Carolyn. Um, let's say there's someone listening right now who wants to start a startup. Um, what's something they can take away and start implementing like right away? 
Right. So people probably aren't going to like this, but I'm going to say it anyway, because, and it's really not even about marketing. Really. I feel like the very first thing we should all do, and like maybe 0.02% of entrepreneurs and startups actually do this is find yourself a therapist. I'm not kidding. (laughs) Find yourself a therapist because you are about to embark on an adventure that is going to require such incredible amounts of vulnerability. You are going to fail. You are going to fall on your face and look like a fool. And in order to be successful, you have to do that. You you have to learn from your failures. You have to fail. And it is so much easier to fail and learn from your mistakes when you are coming from a sound mind, not perfect. We're all crazy. Mm-hmm. You have to be crazy to start a job and or a business and feel like you can make a big difference and make a living off of it. You've got to be a little bit crazy and wild. But start from a place where you are open and ready and willing to be vulnerable because yeah. you are going to embarrass yourself. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's okay. This is a new adventure for you. Yeah, yeah you need to yes. be That's sound good in advice. Because yeah. like running a business can be very mentally taxing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Totally. And people forget that. And they also forget that there's burnout is like a real thing. And businesses fail because you get to a point where you just have nothing left to give. You haven't been mm-hmm. true to yourself. You haven't taken the time to like really get get to the root of some of your insecurities with being vulnerable people are going to criticize and critique you they're going to say your ideas are stupid and dumb yeah. and i could be ready better. to hear that yeah yes, you have to be ready to hear that and you have to be strong enough to know i'm going to hear those things but i'm going to tell myself they're not doing what i'm doing I'm actually really strong and I can be vulnerable and I'll be okay. And Mm -hmm. please just like be strong, go work on yourself and then work on your business because it will, it will all pay off in the end. Yeah. I like that advice. That's good. All right. Thank you for talking with us. I think you had a lot of great tips. It was great meeting you. you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yes. That was super fun. Yeah, I, I think, really like that. Yeah, I think Carolyn had a lot of really great points to bring mm-hmm. up. And yeah. she, I mean, like you've heard, she has like two, three kind of small business startups like that yeah. she's going. So she's been through this. That's a lot of good experience and knowledge in the field. Yeah. So what are some of the key points that you took away, Joel? Well, you got to set um, almost like a time limit on yourself. So you don't overthink one area too much. Like she said, mm-hmm. if I'm working on SEO today, it's just going to be today. So I don't think about anything else. I get it done move on to the next thing. Mm-hmm. And she talked about, uh, we talked about Canva for a little bit. Yep. I'm a, the designer, so I, and I use Canva mm-hmm. often. I love Canva. It is a great tool yeah. if you're just starting out or if you're a big business, like mm-hmm. I use Canva. It's I'm a, a copywriter tool. and I use Canva sometimes. <laughs> it's a great tool. Yeah. It's very user-friendly. Yeah, see this guy, he's a copywriter. He doesn't do that and he can handle it. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, Canva would be probably number one tool for like, at least the designing purposes. Yeah. Of your if you're just starting out, into. it's a great like free tool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I loved at the end when we asked her like, what could somebody do? And she said, get a therapist. Yeah. It's, it's important. She said, you're going to be losing. Mm-hmm. You need to learn from your failures. You're going to be beat down and it's going to yeah. happen. That's real good practical advice and yeah. for like anyone really. And we actually have a podcast out already. Um, mm-hmm 
about learning from your failures and learning from like losing customers um, kind of. So if you haven't listened to that one, maybe check that episode out. We also have a bunch of blogs on our website, Mm robsolutions.net, kind of about that. But she was just saying it's, you need to work, make sure you're good. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. if you're going to crumble at the first sight of failure, your startup's going to fail. It's going to take a lot out of you. You're going to be burned out a lot. You're going to want to quit, you know, mm-hmm. but you got to just keep going and having someone to talk to and give you exercises to keep you going. That's keep important. You yeah. yeah, super important. Mm-hmm. All right. So what are we talking about next week? Well, we're talking to Clint Surratt, a CFO of a major ministry. He's going to talk about marketing and how it relates to finances. Mm, very important. Mm. Money makes the world Go around. Talking numbers. <laughs> All right, so that's it for now. I'm Helen Berkey. And I'm Joel Schmitz, and we'll see you next week. The Obsessed Marketer is a production of Viral Solutions and produced by Andrew Hayes, Helen Berkey, and Joel Schmitz. Give us a rating on Apple Podcasts and Spotify to let us know what you think. And send any topic suggestions to viralsolutions.net. Just click the blue chat bubble at the bottom of the page. Visit viralsolutions.net for more information on how to strategize, execute, and grow your business. And subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen.